There's not one guy, one person in the history of this program that's bigger than the program. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Ooh, what's up and welcome in to episode number 35 of the Program Guys podcast. My name is Mason Prince. Joined with you as always by Ryan Tyson, Mark Hall, Matt Gann, Patrick Hertzberger. Today is Thursday, September 8th, and your Oklahoma Sooners are 1-0, and taking on the... Wow, Kent State Golden Flashes. Jeez, they're, they're just the not a memorable flash. team. Kind of flashed through your mind right there, right? Exactly. They're just not very memorable. We'll talk about them in a second. But be sure to like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. Trying to get to 1,000 subs by the end of the year. You can find us right there, Program Guys Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at Program Guys with a Z. On Instagram, Program Guys with a Z. Our Facebook page, Program Guys Podcast. However you get your podcast, that's where you can find us. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Boys, how we doing? Great. It's another game week. I got my coffee. I'm fired up. Right. I'm ready to go. I'm I'm sweating like a hooker in church. We're we're out here. It's because you chose hot coffee. I, dude, I know. Iced coffee's the move. It's until, like 98 until October. Outside. Until October, iced coffee's the move. Still not. No. Still ice, not. Ice Mark, Mark, still not. No, okay. Look, ice coffee's now, the cool. move 365 days a year. Okay. That's oh, it's always the move. You know, you know who probably <laughs> no one believes no one no. is you saying know who anything. Probably, <laughs> nothing to do with that. If you're still with us, program guys <laughs> podcast does not endorse that take. If you're still with us, we're here to talk some OU football. What in the world? I set a timer, Siri. Uh, I set it for two minutes. Boys, it's a new week. We're moving on from UTEP. The Sooners are one and oh. We're looking ahead to Kent State. I want to go ahead and start with the OU football news first before we start breaking down the game. OU now up to number seven in the latest version of the Associated Press poll. How we feel about that? I like Whatever. it. I'm good with it. I mean, it. I they were really bound matter. to they were bound to move up just because of Utah. Um, but I th- I think I think it's fine. I would have. I'd rather this team stay, you know, number nine all all year long, and then when we get to the end of the year, they're undefeated, and you're like, oh, guess we got to put OU in there, yep, because <laughs> they're undefeated. But yeah, I I think I think it's probably right, Matt. Yeah, I think Patrick mentioned it a couple different times. It seems like Alabama, Georgia, really on their own levels, and Stinson Bennett, everyone's a hater. That's him. That's and whatever. Mark, How does the this rivalry continues. Every episode. I'm the worst with names. He really is. I'm the worst with names. Anyway, back to the preview before the our preview podcast before the UTEP game. And Matt's like, I'm already gonna kill the name. David Agubu. <laughs> I did not say I was so much closer. We're a little Get closer, off. but not much. Anyways. Anyways, Alabama, Georgia, clearly on their own tier after the first week, even though Alabama didn't really play anyone. But Georgia came out and played, I think, more surprising than a lot of people thought, especially losing after all the defensive draft picks they had. But like Patrick mentioned before on a couple of previous pods, three through ten, kind of up in the air at this point. Even Ohio State didn't look as good as what people thought, yeah. even though they did play a pretty good Notre Dame team. Yeah. So three through nine, kind of up in the air, switch around. We'll have to see later in the year. Yeah, if we're offense. just talking about it, I think Notre Dame actually looked better than expected Agreed, over yeah. Ohio totally. State looking worse. I think, like, even though they lost, I hate it. I hate it, hate it, hate it. That's a good loss, guys. I know. That's a good <laughs> loss for Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. And, and you got to, I mean, honestly, that's better non-conference game than we're going to have. Yeah. Dude, so, in the way that Notre Dame but, is, you're going to get to November and people are going to be like, well, that loss against Ohio State, you know, who really yeah, cares about that? You first know, game we know year. Ohio State's the number three team in the country. Who they're, wouldn't lose to Ohio State? Yeah, that's what they're going to do. Yeah, which, they schedule. Yeah. They do, have is, to play, they do have to play USC, though. Which they is do. Good. They might curb stop uh, them. They're going to – oh, my God. I yeah, they might curb stop them. <laughs> All right, uh, some OU news, more OU news. Tight end Daniel Parker. He is back from the quote-unquote sniffles, according to Brent Venables. Yep. And I didn't kind of put two and two together, but it was, you know, obviously the Braden Willis show, but you, we obviously knew Daniel Parker was going to be out, but they just didn't play two tight ends at all. 
They're right. just like, look, if Daniel, if Daniel can't play, we're just doing we're just doing Braden Willis things. It, yeah. it makes you wonder if they're worried about saving red shirts for both of those French freshman tight ends. Mm-hmm. But that seems weird. Why would that yeah. be the case? And uh, I thought we'd see more two tight ends, even with Parker out. Makes me wonder if maybe we'd just go with that kind of regular three receiver Braden Willis running back yeah. offense that we've seen. And we won't have as much Daniel Parker as we expected. 11 personnel is what they call it. I I, uh, I remember from my old football days. Um, this guy. I know. I know. This I'm the worst. An, this I'm is an worst. X and O's podcast. Uh, yeah, we're, we're big X's and O's guys, you know. Uh, still no Wanye Morris. Wanye Morris is not going to play this week. We don't know when he's going to play. The rumors are he'll be back for Nebraska, but Brent has neither confirmed nor denied that. So we don't know when he's going to be back. But what Brent did say in his press conference this week was that whenever Wanya comes back, it's it's his job, and it, he's gonna be he's gonna be the left tackle, right? That's where he is, left tackle. Yep. Um, so as soon as he's no, back, no, 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 right. So they move Anton from left to right to cover Wanya, and then yes. are having other guys fill in at left. So yes. Wanya would come in and slide in at right tackle, and presumably they'd switch yes. Anton back over. Yes. So Wanya will be back. Uh, who knows? Probably for Nebraska, but again, we don't know for sure. <laughs> Took him all of one week to decide. Nope, it's his job. It's mm-hmm. his job. Oh yeah, these I, guys. Does that say? Ready. Does that say more about Wanya Morris or the rest of the offensive line group? <laughs> I think it does. <laughs> I think it does. Uh, but again, Bill Beanbo is going to continue to mold this offensive line into what it is going to be at the end of the year. Definitely not a finished product, like most everything on this team right now not a finished product. Uh, Brent Venables presser, uh, some other notes that I had. Uh, the offensive speed, OU went super fast, obviously, on Saturday. That's the way they're going to do it the whole year. Uh, he was asked if the offensive speed had any effects on the defense because, you know, you need some time to get off the field and and recuperate, and you, you don't want your defense to be out there after your offense has like a minute-and-a-half drive. And Brent said – that doesn't matter what the offense nope. does. What yep. the offense does is not going to matter to what we do. He, I like this quote. He said, the best way to get Gatorade is to get off the field. So yep. Brent was very specific about what he wants and expects from his defense. Anybody else from the, from the week of the media availability? I feel like between all three press conferences with Ruth, Lubby, and BB, they asked tempo questions like six or seven times is pretty crazy that's the main topic of conversation and i feel like bb did a good job putting a stop to that mindset he said i don't want that like narrative to get into our walls you go out there and you stop people that's your job totally agree it's an attitude thing and uh, it's not a bad thing to be scoring points it's a good thing and they're not going to let the defense get off on oh well we're tired or this or that it's part of why I mentioned it last week. They're, they've got a whole rotation group in the secondary, at linebacker, on the defensive line. We're seeing R. Mason Thompson get, get snaps all over the place. Jaron Kanick is getting ready to, for real action. Um, Mason's least favorite thing about the game last week is Trey Morrison. He's getting snaps. Yeah. But, it's so that, but it's so these guys are ready down the road. Whenever, oh crap, these guys actually are tired and we need to rotate a little bit. Yeah. And he he mentioned he mentioned those a few of those guys, Gavin Freeman, Jaron Kanick, as people that earned more playing time because of how they played on Saturday. And they're going to continue to get play time. Don't expect Jaron Kanek to retro. <laughs> Just don't. Yeah, don't, don't don't even don't if you're that. an OU fan and you're thinking we gotta save the four games for Jaron. It's not going to happen. No, it's just not there. He's too valuable and he's too good right now to keep on the sideline. They just can't count count your blessings that we get him for three years. Yeah, that's the thing. He's a he's a freak of nature. All right, boys, if that's if that's all we got from the pressers, then let's go ahead and move on to some OU and Kent State game breakdown. Uh, I watched the highlights. Granted, they're extended highlights, 30 minute highlight version of the Kent State and Washington game. Kent State was Beat by Washington, if you didn't know, 45 to 20 last week up outside of Seattle. I think that's where the University of Washington is. Sort of up there. Yep. Um, thank you, Ryan. Thanks for the confirmation. Yeah, Appreciate <laughs> the head it. Nod, the head nod, yes. <laughs> just, a, just a little look at, at Kent State. Uh, you're looking at a uh, you're looking at their quarterback, Colin Schley. 
is their quarterback. He's a kind of a mobile guy. From what yep. I saw, he likes to run around a lot. And Kent State likes to go fast. They call it the flash fast offense. They picture Jeff Levy's offense just in another uniform. They like to go fast. And they're going to continue to do it. They are going to try to take shots on the offensive side of the ball when they can. Uh, their running game wasn't great. I felt like Washington's defensive line just ate that offensive line's lunch the entire game. And Schley, their quarterback, his final stat line, in case you were wondering, 50% completion percentage, 178 yards, one touchdown, two picks. So he didn't have a great game, but he is very mobile. It's something you're going to have to keep an eye on. Anybody else see anything from Kent State? Well, they're going to push the ball down the field when they can. They're going to take those shots and hopefully test the secondary in a way that UTEP didn't really. You know, UTEP only tried a shot down the field once or twice, and obviously we did stuff about it. And it would be cool to see our defense, particularly Key Lawrence, Billy Bowman, all of the stable of corners deal with a little bit more of an aggressive, deep attack. I think it's interesting that Kent State is going against uh, Washington last week with a first-year head coach and now Oklahoma this week with a first-year head coach. If you're them, I don't know how you prepare for this game. Yeah, That sucks. That's tough. (laughs) You got one week now on OU, but I just saw a report. They are getting $5.2 million from (laughs) OU to to play it. So The university is happy about that, but is the football team? I don't know. I, I, yeah, it funds so, their whole season. <laughs> so Kent State's non-conference schedule is wash at Washington, at OU, at Georgia. So oh those three games were booked by the previous athletic director. So the dude who's the athletic director at Kent State now didn't even book those games. So they're going to get paid yeah. for all of those games, but they're going to they're going to take their lumps. They're going to work for, for it. Yeah, they're going to they're going to take their lumps for it, but. That's that's the way college football works right now with those smaller programs. But to to be fair, Kent State picked to win their division in the MAC. Yeah. They're they're a solid football team. I'm not saying they're going to go out there and beat OU. That's not what I'm saying at all. But they're they're a team that has some weapons. And specifically, Dante Cephas, wide receiver, last week had 100 yards against Washington. He looks really good, and he's going to be a problem for those defensive backs to cover. Like Mark said on some deep shots that you know that they're going to take because that's what they want to take. It's a little yeah, similar to – sorry. No, yeah. Yeah, they have great wide receivers. Ted Roof said these some of these guys who play in the NFL, they have a really good deep ball. Like Mark said, I'm really excited to see the secondary play this week. Um, they have cute little tricky plays on one of the, the touchdowns they should have had that got called back. Really good touchdown play where quarterback was mobile, stopped in the middle of his stride and threw the touchdown pass. I'm really excited to see this team. They're a bull team. They were a bull team last year. They're, you know, probably going to give us more run for our money, but uh, we should be able to handle them pretty easily. Matt Ryan. Yeah, I was going to say they're going to throw the kitchen sink at us. I mean, what else do they have to lose? I mean, like you mentioned, I think they have one team before Georgia, but that's their fourth game. So, you know, they're about to be most likely one in three at the end of the four weeks playing against uh, some top teams, even though they are getting a lot of money. But they were 10 and 17 on third down efficiency. They had about 340 yards, but they also gave up over 500 yards of offense to Washington, who's not really known to be an offensive team, even they even though they do have transfer quarterback from Indiana. I don't remember his name. Michael but Penix. About Penix. Michael Penix yeah. Jr. Phoenix. I'm glad I didn't say it. Mark, thank you so much for stepping yep, in, welcome. man. You are just a man. Uh, my thing is what you talked about, Mason, was the mobility of the quarterback. OU's had some problems in the past. He, was, he had eight carries, 47 yards. I just want to see the containment, make sure people are getting their gaps and their assignments, especially on the defensive end. And we already talked about they're going to take shots. They're going to have trick plays. How's our defense handled that? But our team also has an offense that has that up tempo. So hopefully this will be a good test for because we see it all the time in practice. Ryan, I want to clean one thing up yeah, that I said. Ahead. So OU is only paying one point five million. Kent State is making five point two from the threesome of us, yeah. Georgia and Washington. My bad on that. What a, what a threesome there. Uh, before hey. <laughs> before uh, we get to Ryan, I do want to mention Kent State stayed in the state of Oklahoma all week. Yeah. They practiced in my hometown, where I'm at right now, Tulsa, Oklahoma, at Union High School. So they're going to bus over to Norman on Friday, but they've been in Tulsa 
the whole week. So I think that's kind of a weird thing that they didn't go back to Ohio. It's not like it's hard to travel anymore, but they decided to stay in Oklahoma for the week. So that's just kind of a little wrinkle to to think about. I don't it, yeah. it doesn't mean anything, but it's it's just a cool little factoid. They they stayed in Oklahoma. Ryan, go ahead. Dan, you want to finish? I was just gonna say, I was gonna ask Mason if you were gonna show them around Tulsa, you know, give them like a little bit of a tour, tell from, them places from to the go. Looks just, of it, from the looks yeah. of it, they already did some some really cool stuff. They went to the Greenwood Cultural Center uh in downtown Tulsa, which is Black Wall Street, a memorial for Black Wall Street in the in the 1922 race massacre. So they they went and saw that stuff. They did they did a lot of cool things in Tulsa cool. uh, to to see. So Ryan? Yeah. So you guys have covered everything pretty much. The only thing that I want to say is calling your offense flash fast when you're the golden flashes is kind of sick. I just like it's kind of respect it. (laughs) All time alliteration. All time. So that's all I want to say. They did great. Ryan or Mark, do you have something to add? Uh, Did y'all know that their running back was second team all Mac last year? No, not until you just said that. Yeah, right. I just, you know doing some quick on the spot Googling and found that. And that's kind of fun. It seems like their offense is a little bit similar to ours where they're going to take their shots and they've also got a back. We have two, but one really big 230 pound one. That's really good. And uh, they'll be able to run the football too some. So hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's a good little challenge. Okay. So before we, uh, before we move on out of the, out of the Kansas State stuff, I want to do what we did last week. Everybody kind of give me a little prediction or something that you want to see happen during the game, and I'll I'll get us started. For for me, I I want to see Dylan Gabriel go over 300 yards passing. Yep. It's it's not like indicative of how his season's going to go if he doesn't throw for 300. But Michael Penix Jr. last week tore this Kent State defense apart pick them apart for 15-yard pass after 15-yard pass after 10-yard pass. He continued to just eat away at them. And I want to see Dylan do that because, like I mentioned in the postgame pod, Dylan wanted to take a lot of shots downfield where I didn't think he needed to. I think he could have taken that 10-yard pass that could have turned into a 20-yarder. He could have taken some easier throws instead of trying to go deep every single time. Not that he went deep every single time, but you know what I mean? So I want to see Dylan be a little more decisive on the shorter routes, try to take the wins when you can get them as opposed to chalking up a play for a loss Checkdowns. That's where I'm at. All right, boys, who wants to go next? Patrick, go ahead for, for me. Yeah. Biggest thing is no three knots. I don't want to see a three knot this week. You know, that's just something that really killed us on the offensive week. side. On the offensive side yes. of things. Yeah, on the offensive side of things, of course. Um, other things would just be continuing, uh, con- like continue to see the offensive line keep up with the tempo. And then on the defensive side, continue to see that awesome rush defense. Yeah. Matt? One prediction. Let's make four, Patrick. Okay. Yep. Thank you so much, Patrick. Uh, well, they're quick. They were quick. They were. I'm going to the defensive side. I want to see multiple turnovers by this defense. Kent State gave up three interceptions. I what we have yet to get a fumble or some kind of turnover. I want to see it. Multiple turnovers for the D. Let's get it. We got an interception last yeah, week. Yeah, one interception. One interception. Want to see multiple. Want to see multiple <laughs> in one game. He, he was thinking. He was thinking garbage time. So he, right. he, he doesn't yeah, count. Right. Sorry, it's Gentry. Fair. I, yeah. I count it, Gentry. Right I appreciate the, the follow-up. The follow-up, yep. Ryan? Um, I want to see the secondary play better. I don't want to be 10 yards off the ball. I feel like we're probably going to be again because I feel like this is a similar situation that we were in last week or we're going to be in a sim- similar situation. But I just want us to play a bit more aggressively in the in the secondary. I feel like it's going to be even more so than it was last week because they're going to tr- get to try not to get beat deep. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're going to play a lot yeah, of yeah. zone. I just and want to see this. I'm not saying I'm going. I know. To see this. No, I know. I, <laughs> yeah. I agreed. I would love to see some press man and just see what these corners are made of. But who knows? Yeah, Mark. Yeah. So mine is. Do we see the freshman receivers? That's something that Brent Venables said after the game last week. Was we are going to see some of these younger guys get in the game. Some they're going to get to play. Just give it time and it's going to happen. It didn't really happen last week, even though we got up and stayed up. 
I wonder if this week maybe we push it a little early so that Jaden Gibson can get in the game. Nick Evers can get in the game. If they're not planning on redshirting some of those tight ends or either of those tight ends, let them get in the game. Obviously, Javante Barnes is going to play because he played last week, but maybe Gavin Sawchuck too. I I guess this started with freshman receivers and just turned into freshmen. Yeah, um, yeah. Lubby <laughs> L- L- said he didn't do a good enough job at that. Yeah. I'm just keeping track of getting everyone in as possible. The good you know point. the end of we didn't have a lot of possessions in the second half, so yeah. it was tough. Getting them in early is key. Good, good point, Patrick. Really good point. All right, let us know in the comments down below what you expect from the OU and Kent State game. What do you want to see? What do you not want to see? Leave it down below and be sure to subscribe to the channel while you're there. We read every comment that's there, even the bad ones. We, we, we read them the all. Really so, mean ones. Yeah, sometimes. even the really mean ones, but it's okay. We appreciate you watching. Uh, no, all uh, all press is good press, right? Is that what they say? Yeah. Uh, want to mention the captains real quick. They change. They, they're changing for the second straight week. Eric Gray, Woody Washington, Murray, Grimes, Weiss. Those are the five captains that will be out there this week. Com- five completely new guys. So I know Mark's not crazy about it, yeah. but it, it gets more guys opportunities to be out there. So, okay, I, I want to clean that up, too, because okay. I guess I feel better about it now that it's a brand new five. I, okay. I was more like, all right, is Dylan Gabriel always a captain and Braden Willis always a captain? Mm-hmm. But then Justin Broyles, you got your shot, champ. <laughs> and then and then that, that week it goes to Woody Washington. You know, that's where I was a little, like, shook up about it. This is cool, I guess. Um, everyone gets a little bit of time. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat my words on this one too because we talked a lot of trash about this and said we didn't like the process. But I didn't after, talk trash about it. No, I'm pretty sure you did, Ryan. No, you're right. I Mark didn't. and I, Mark and I are on <laughs> yeah. the same side. Everyone yeah. else, yeah. Two, wasn't. just you're you two right. lovebirds, <laughs> just us two, yeah. Mark. And, and uh, I don't. Would something be wrong with that? <laughs> no, no, nothing. Oh, cool. That's sweet. That's nice. And anyway, Brent Venables was asked about this last week, and he didn't really give a good answer. But this week, he was asked about it again, and he gave an incredible answer. And there was, of course, method to the madness that we didn't see coming. But he was like, yeah, I don't want anyone to get too comfortable. I saw it coming. And oh, you're amazing, Ryan. You saw it coming. (laughs) Like, total hipster. No, keep going, Pat. um, Keep going. (laughs) Go off, King. No, yeah. He was just saying, I don't want anyone to get too comfortable. It's an honor to be the captain of the Oklahoma football team. If we choose people at the beginning of the year in a month from now, that might not be the leader that we need or that we want. So changing up um, is good every week. But what really stuck with me was he was asked, well, like, when's the vote? When are they going to be solidified as captains? And are they going to be captains next year then as well? And he said they're going to be picked to be captains for the championship. Mm-hmm. And that's what stuck with November. me the most. Yep. Championship November phase I'm, uh phase four, I believe is what he called it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's uh he, he numbered the phases, I think, but championship November is the final phase, I guess, or one of the final. Yes, Mark. I need someone to explain that to me. Y'all are just like, <laughs> yeah, championship November. That's when we're uh, doing it. Actually, November is a month. Well, like at the start of November, like, they always as, say like championship when, November. yeah, just when November starts, you know, Okay, so we're saying we're going to have a vote on the captains. Yes. At the start of November. It'll yes. probably be yes. the Baylor game, November 5th. Yeah. That will be when they like set them, and then they'll set them for Correct. the next four games. I got a tingle down my back when you said November 5th, the Baylor game. <laughs> so great. Oh. So great. Beautiful. I wanna, one thing I want to say, though, to this is um, what are they going to do about the like the big games, right? like Nebraska and Texas, like those are two in particular that are they just going to keep rotating like five like we're each see time? a mix of these guys. I think, Nebraska. Like I think you're the not going to put, you're not going to put your quarterback as your captain. I bet Dylan is a captain game. tomorrow or next week. Yeah. For like a Nebraska game or the Texas yeah. game. Like you're not going to do that. I, I don't know. I feel I like know. the, the Brent's whole MO this entire time has been one Everything matters. That's a quote that we hear all the time. So I don't think anything is going to change for any specific game. I think he's going to treat every game the same, and they're going to have five new ones until we get to November every single time. That's just what I think. Uh, Or the guys who earn it, because, you know, say say they have Dylan Gabriel out there. No one's going to complain. He's going to be like, yeah, he earned it. 
So mm-hmm. it's just going to, I think it's going to be dependent on what they see in practice, what they see on the tape and all that stuff, who performs the way they want them to. But I wouldn't be surprised to see five new ones every single week. And I don't think a Texas game or a Nebraska game matters to them. I just don't. And that's, that's the way I, I, I feel. We'll yeah. find out next week. We will find out next week. Okay. We'll look at the college football landscape, some big games. Uh, be sure if you're in our pick and page to make your picks before Saturday, get us in there. Uh, congrats once again, Colin Nor- Norberg, first place right now. And uh, Brat Loops himself. Brat Loops Brat himself. Loops and Toes. What, what a name. Who's Frat Loops? That's oh, Colin, Colin, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Colin, I guess. Okay, big matchups of the weekend. Let's start with Alabama and Texas. Number one, Alabama going to Austin. College game day will be there. Texas is going to get the ever living dog crap kicked out of them. That's oh, what can't wait. that's what I say. They're uh on our pick 'em page. You pick between Alabama as a 20 and a half point favorite, or you pick Texas to cover 20 and a half. That's on our pick 'em page. That's not accurate, like up to the minute lines, but that's what you pick on our pick 'em page. So yeah, could be. But I picked just for everyone's edification, I picked Alabama to cover. <laughs> did you I guys think, see what i think they win by 30 did you see what sark said about no, this it was so funny he was like this game doesn't change doesn't matter for our goal of getting to dallas on december 3rd for the big Club championship and he's like this doesn't matter for alabama getting to their championship it's just a great game between two like historic programs or something like that. i'm like that is a you're, horrible mindset to have going you're a coward as a coach <laughs> this is your ticket loser in. mentality right like here. he's already loser just like setting mentality. the stage for the loss and um that I just I wouldn't want to coach like that. That's all. So when I when I saw that quote in a tweet, I almost sent it to y'all and said, "Hey, let's do a segment called Imagine if Brent said this." Dude, I was just, <laughs> just people would imagine every time we find a quote from a coach, a real life coach of the most valuable football program in college football said. And this one doesn't really matter. <laughs> and we're worried why the University of Texas has a culture problem. Yeah. Such an insane thing to say out loud. Did y'all see and the do- band thing too? Uh-uh, no. You didn't? <gasps> What's the band thing? Texas, Texas did not allot seats in an acceptable way for the Alabama marching band. Oh and... So Alabama is not bringing their band oh, wow. to Austin. So they're not getting to play halftime, any of that stuff, because UT wouldn't <laughs> give them. That's kind of crazy. I'm not sure if it was like in the right spot or like enough seats. I don't know the exact issue, but you know what I know is this never happens. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everyone never. always has a band there. What a slimy way to do business and to just especially leave. for a game like this yeah and that stadium has a hundred thousand seats yeah like what are you guys doing like i know i, I guess they're trying to maximize the amount of com- that's not gonna help them combating the fact that 60 percent of those seats will be alabama fans that was just <laughs> gonna say true. that alabama <laughs> fans travel now. really well they'll roll out like to they, Austin. and they have i know texas fans and texas has a lot of money i'm telling you right now being where I was in the Southeast, Alabama fans will travel and buy a lot of tickets. It does not matter. They will they will make the trip and they will be there and they'll be loud. You'll I I can't believe that Sark says this game doesn't matter. Imagine Nick Saban saying that. Oh, Imagine. God. Imagine Nick Saban had a mental breakdown today at the podium because guys wouldn't stop asking about the depth chart. You think he doesn't care? <laughs> Good God. Just imagine. Sark, what a bum. It, somebody else. Somebody else go before we move on. Oh, dude, I could see I could see this being 55-10. Easy. Yes. I think so they're gonna I. cover easy. 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 So could I. Matt, do you I mean, who do you have to cover? Yeah, Bama to cover. Bama I to can't cover. Bl- it's gonna be an absolute shutdown. I can't wait to watch this game. Bama offense. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it either. Mark, what do you got? Bama, Bama. Uh, I think Bama. the the key matchup to look out for is the Texas offensive line. They're very young. Last week was like the first time a couple of those guys had ever played college football. 
and Will Anderson is the presumed number one pick going into next year. Uh, he had a monster hit in the backfield, reminiscent of Jadavian Clowney back in the day last week against Utah State. I imagine he would love the chance to have a similar kind of play against Bijan Robinson or Quinn Ewers or any of the guys uh, playing for Texas. So awesome, awesome game on the horizon. Hopefully Texas doesn't score a single point. Cannot yeah, wait. Be, that'd, be, that'd be amazing. Roll okay. Five. <laughs> Roll tie, uh, Tennessee against Pittsburgh. That game, Patrick, Patrick take this off. No, it's a it's no, a ranked it's a, game. It's, it's twenty two against seventeen. It's a ranked game, and it's in our pick'em. It's yeah. a ranked game, and it's in our pick'em. So we're we're gonna. <laughs> but talk also, about Patrick, it. Patrick put this in here. So Patrick, take it away, man. Take it away here. I, gave take it away. I wrote all too. of those. We're gonna. You did great, Pat. Just just real quick. I think it's me. Yeah, go ahead. Tennessee is a six and a half point favorite. I have Tennessee to cover. I think Tennessee wins by a touchdown. And I think Tennessee is the better team. Pitt did not impress me against West Virginia last week in a home game. I And Tennessee did. So I think Tennessee is the better team right now, especially when teams are still trying to figure out who they are. And I think Tennessee is just a little quicker to figuring out who they are as opposed to Pitt. So give me Tennessee to cover. Honestly, what a Hey, what a game though last week in the backyard brawl between yeah. West Virginia and Pitt. It's got that had to be the best yeah. game last week. And they hadn't played I didn't realize that was such a rivalry, but they hadn't played in the last mm-hmm. eleven years. But they since, have like a hundred. Since West Virginia years. joined the Big Twelve. Yeah. Right. They've had a hundred years of like playing each other. So honestly, incredible game. I think Pittsburgh's run game can really keep Tennessee off their heels, but I still think Tennessee's too explosive, so I have them covering. But I think it's going to be probably a closer game, or at least Pittsburgh's going to play a lot better than I think what people will think. Yeah. Patrick? Tennessee is playing so fast, so difficult to cover. Great quarterback, lots of momentum this whole season coming into the season. I think that they're going to cover as well. Okay. Ryan? Yeah, I'm going to pick Tennessee to cover. Um, gotta go with my boy Pat. Yep, gotta thank go you. with uh SEC. SEC, SEC love. Okay. Mark, round us out. I'll be different. Let's take Pitt. I'll okay. be different. Let's take I'm not saying you know I, who's, I mean Pitt's at home. That's a deal. Being a home Something. dog. Yeah. Um has Tennessee, Tennessee travels. Has, has has Tennessee proven it to anyone in any real way? Like in any real way? No, not yet. So give me the home dog to cover. And that's all I need, right? So So hit all the way. I've always been a Keaton Slovis guy, you know, so gonna ride hard for my boy. Yeah, they go Kenny Pickett who? Right. Ryan Davis Bevel out of time. Yeah, out of town. Okay. Next game on the docket, another ranked matchup, Baylor. Going up against BYU, the Bears are ranked ninth in the country. They're an underdog, plus two and a half. Go ahead, Ryan. What do you got? Guys, you know who I have to pick here. I know. I know. Say it out loud. So, yeah, BYU, right? <laughs> Say, it Say it out loud. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick the Baylor Bears to win and to cover. Okay. This spread is just so small. I'm very surprised. Yeah. Doesn't make sense to me. I think Baylor's going to cover this very easily. I think Baylor wins outright, so they cover. So yeah. I have Baylor. I have Baylor to cover. Baylor to win. Well, yeah, I'm right there with you. I don't think BYU looked very impressive last week, and I think Baylor's clearly the better team. As much as I would not like to root for Baylor, I just think this is too obvious of a pick. Oh yeah, I would love if BYU pulls this out. This would be awesome. Right. Yeah, just no, didn't look but not for me. So, not for Ryan. Not but for Ryan. I, we're trying to get to the championship. But I, I really, I just <laughs> no. I but not for. Hold on. You're I'm right. Actually, you're right. You're right. I'm not good for you. You're right. It's not good for you. Yeah. So we just like Nebraska losing in the first week. Not good. Not good. Yeah. For you. You're right. Okay, that is that game is also going to be on our pick and page. Mark's laptop died. Apparently, he'll be right back and we'll get his pick in a second. But we'll move on to Kentucky against Florida. Kentucky, a four and a half point dog in Gainesville. I believe the game's in the swamp. Um, I, I think I think so. Someone check check me on that. But I have Kentucky to cover. I think Kentucky is the better team. I think Florida people are going to think that's sexy uh, after that win against Utah. I don't buy them yet. 
I think Kentucky is a good team, and it's a, it's a team that we are. People forget Florida wasn't ranked last week, and now yeah. all of a sudden we're going to pretend they're the 12th best team in the country. No shot, no shot, man. Like they have a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but to jump all the way from unranked to the 12th best team in the country, no. Nah. Give me give me Kentucky to cover, and I think Kentucky wins outright. The game is in Florida. Okay. I think I just got to go with Florida with the momentum. They could just keep going. I definitely don't think they're going to win. They might not even have a winning schedule this year, probably. But I don't know. With this momentum, I'm, I've, I've got them. Okay. Matt? What's the what's the spread? We got uh, Florida as a four-and-a-half-point favorite on our pick and page. Yeah, if Mark has taught me one thing, and I don't really learn from Mark that much, but it's always not betting the teams. It's betting the number. Mm-hmm. Four and a half. The Utes were frauds, as we saw last week. But they F. did. They did cover. So I have Florida covering. I think they're in a surprise again. So I'm going to go Florida covering. Okay. This game. All right, Ryan. Yeah, I think if this was at um, Kentucky, it'd be a little different. I think Florida has all the momentum right now. They're riding really, really high. Um, they're at home again for the second time. The swamp is going to be insane. Um, and so I have Florida cover. And Mark, yeah. oh, go ahead, buddy. Sorry, would you? No, that was it. That was okay. it. Sorry. Mark, go ahead. You're muted. Mute. Mark, you're muted. Yep. Yep. It's all ah, good. There it is. I was muted. So, what number did we have BYU at? I just want to make sure. So, we had uh, BYU as a favorite at two and a half. BYU is a favorite? Favored two and a half. Oh, yeah, that is right. That is right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, Baylor covers Baylor's winning um, yeah, moving on moving on Florida is going to cover this game as well I think that yeah, last week was kind of a revelation for where Anthony Richardson and <laughs> coach Billy Napier and they're going to take advantage sorry Mark Stoops if you listen I love you Mark um, I, love Mark. I love you too Mason <laughs> there Thanks, it is man. I was, I was yeah. waiting for it all right, let us know down below in the comments on our YouTube channel if you're watching on YouTube who you have to cover those games. If you're in our pick and page, let us know where you rank in that pick and page. I think I'm like 15th right now. I'm not I'm not doing well. I'm uh I'm uh, I'm 8th. I'm 8th actually. I'm 8th. Not not great. I was uh what was I? 50, I was 5 and 5 last week. So I got to do better this week. Got to do better. Let us know where you're ranked. Okay. Let's move on. People the people have been asking Mason, when are we going to circle the wagons again? We were in the dog days of summer. We needed to circle those wagons. And I told him, people, there's just nothing to circle right now. There's nothing. And you know what they say to me? Matt Gann can always find something to circle. So Matt Gann is back with the hottest segment besides Pat's hot take. Besides that, right. Besides that's that. the hottest. But and that's the hottest. But the, the most popular. What's that? Circle the wagons. Absolutely. Appreciate the segue. It's been a long time coming. There just hasn't been a lot of other OU programs, right? But now we're starting to get into fall. We're Got back. some other sports other than just football playing. So I want to hit on a couple other programs out there. Let's start with women's soccer, which I know Patrick came in hot a few weeks ago. Yep. Pat, give me a little bit of insight what you've been seeing. The record's 2-2-2, two, two, and two, so... Is that surprising to you, especially with the top 10 class? Or what, what do you yeah, think? that was a, it's a little surprising to me. You know, they played well this past week. They tied SMU, who's ranked number 15. But I just I just feel like uh, maybe the record isn't uh, reflecting like how good they are, how good they could be, their potential. Got a great coach coming in. Um, I think it's maybe the second year at OU now, second or third. So lots of potential for this program to keep getting better. And, you know, it's early. It's early in the year. Don't fire yeah. your coach after four games. Chelsea. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> right. Good. I knew reference. you were going to throw something yeah, in there. Yeah, I knew it. Had to do it. Well, they actually do head up to Mason's hometown this week. They are going up to Tulsa for a two-game skid, and they are going to play at Tulsa and then at Old Roberts this weekend. So hopefully they can get some uh, good Ws and get that to a winning record for the OU women's soccer. Other programs that are also playing OU volleyball, currently four and two. They continue to win, and they are going to be in California. They're going to play uh, Santa Clara, the Santa Clara tournament, which is going to be this weekend. So good luck to the Sooners 
for that. And hopefully they can come out and then they continue to play. They'll have Tulane, Santa Clara, and Fresno State will be the three matchups for them. So good luck to them as well. Got to get to the other program who played really well, but just came up a little bit short, a little bit of a disappointment. So hopefully they can rebound. That's OU's men golf. They are currently playing in the Frederick Cup in St. Island. Let me see where it's at. Somewhere in Georgia. Let me get it pulled up here. Yep, St. Simmons Island in Saint Georgia. Simon. Yes, uh, you probably know where that's at, right? Right, yep. Mace? I do. Okay. Yep. Perfect, you right in your Saint backyard. St. Simmons, but it's St. Simons. You're all good. Keep going. Okay. Yeah, listen, names, places, can't get them any right. So <laughs> they actually have a pretty good field of who's playing. They got number one Vanderbilt, Texas Tech at number six, us at number nine, Arkansas at 15, Georgia at number 19, Mississippi State, Ohio State, TCU, all coming unranked, but a pretty good field for a pretty good opening to the season. They have a two-day 54-hole tournament that features a six-count five format, so it's a little bit different than the typical format that they usually play, but they have a pair of All-American honorees from last year, Patrick Welch and Drew Goodman, and some experienced golfers, Stephen Campbell and Jackson Dewell. So they got to make up for a lot of lost ground. They lost a lot of talent. They just continue to turn out some All-American players and players of the year. So they are currently in second at under 43, just behind Vanderbilt, who is under 46. So one more round of golf to hopefully take over the number one spot and get their season off to a good start. Other than that, OU women's, it looks like uh, cross country. Is that correct? I think someone put that in there. Was that you, Patrick? Yep. Probably. Okay. <laughs> Both finished second in the Missouri opener. Any more notes on that? Just hadn't got too much into. Oh, no, that's it. Finished second. <laughs> gotcha. Well, off to a great start as well, coming in second. So we love to see it. That is the Circle the Wagons first segment of the year. Stay tuned for the programs as they continue on. Love that. Uh, before we move on to our PGP MVPs of the week, I want to touch on the NFL season starts this weekend. But more importantly, the NFL season starts tonight. If you're watching this on Thursday, we're recording this on Wednesday night. But by the time you get it, it's going to be Thursday. Let's pick the first NFL game of the year. It's the Buffalo Bills against Patrick's Los Angeles Rams defending Super Bowl champions. We'll start with Patrick. Patrick, who do you have in this game? You know, I saw a lot of Bills fans last night when I was uh, at a bar getting some food, getting some Boots dinner. Boots on the ground, by the way, in yeah. L.A. Yeah. Crazy how many Bills fans there were already here. Um, and, man, that doesn't make me feel good about the Rams. I feel like Bills travel so well, but uh, I'm going to take the Rams here. Okay. Mark? He's muted again. Muted again. Okay. Okay. So an interesting thing about this game is that the Bills are actually favored and the number keeps moving up. And so they were favored oh, wow. by like one and it's moved to two and a half. And I don't wow. know if it's at three yet, but um, the defending Super Bowl champions might have something to say about that. But Matt Stafford also has a gimpy arm in two places. So I actually think give me the Bills just because – I think I know what I'm getting there. And there's some question marks with the Rams going into the year. Yeah. Matt. Sean McVay is since he's took over the Rams is five and zero in season openers. I don't think that's going to change. I've heard reports of Stafford's elbow, just something that he might have to play through through, through the entirety of the year. Just think that offense is unstoppable playing at home, being the defending champs. Take Sean McVay to six and zero in the season openers. Too many people are on the Bills bandwagon. They were the most popular pick for the Super Bowl this year to win. I don't like when one team is the old, old favorite. I think they get off on the wrong foot. Go Rams. Yeah, right. I'm still laughing at Mark saying gimpy arm and yeah. then finding out it's an elbow and just I don't no, know it's an elbow was... and a shoulder. Oh, it's yeah. a shoulder too. On so the you same mean the arm. arm, it's his throwing arm. <laughs> Yeah. There's that one more that joint that matters. Okay. <laughs> the arm's got three and he's busted up two. That's big deal. That hurts. That hurts. It does, it does matter. He's too it does busy matter. filming um, ATT commercials. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am gonna choose the Bills. I think 
the Rams are coming off obviously an extreme high. And I think the Bills have more, I think they're going to have more fire coming out just with how last year ended. And um, so that is my pick. I think the Rams are the better team. I think the Bills win the game. Uh, I think I the Bills hype, like Matt said, is at an all-time high. It's wild. I can't remember. I, I want to credit Nick Wright on Twitter from Fox. He said there hasn't been a team more hyped like this since the 07 Patriots. And it's wild yeah. that that's where we're at with this Buffalo team who respectfully hasn't done a darn thing. They haven't done anything. So, yeah, they have all the talent, but can they put it all together? That remains to be seen. They can definitely break tables. A lot they of can. They can break tables. So give me the Bills to win. I think the Rams are the better team and will be the better team when all is said and done at the end of the year in January. So let us know who you have before the game starts tonight on Thursday. Who do you have in the Bills against the Rams? Let's move on to our PGP MVP of the week segment. I want to start with Patrick. Patrick, go ahead. Yep. U.S. Open is my MVP of the week. It has been so fun to watch. There's been some awesome upsets. Serena Williams beat number two in the world before she lost out. Kyrgios beat number one in the world, Medvedev. And then lastly, and this person's still playing, is Tiofu beat Nadal, number two in the world. He's 24-year-old American coming up and up. He's now in the semifinals. This is the furthest he's ever got in an Open you guys should watch him and support him. And hopefully he wins the US Open. Really fun, really fun to watch him. With all due respect, I watched that Kyrgios. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. I watched a large portion of that match last night. Oh, and, well, it, and it yeah. was and it was brutal. I can't do yeah. it. I just can't do it. Wait, I, really? I I just can't, man. I Dude, respect I'm up on every play. <laughs> I respect the people who like tennis and enjoy watching it. I'm not gonna rag on you. Because obviously a lot of people enjoy it. It's just yeah. not for me, man. I can't do it. That's okay. That's Patrick, true. who's the guy that, that beat Nadal? Karius. No, no, no. Nadal. T- Tifo? Oh, Tifo. Yeah, Tifo. Yeah. Tifo, first African-American to make. Did he go to the semis or quarters? He's, he's in the semis now. He semis. First African-American to make it since Arthur Ashe, which wow. was a long time ago. So fun fact today. So good for him. Good win. Tennis yeah. man Matt Gann. That's yeah, what I call him. This guy knows tennis. <laughs> I know tennis. Again, I've been texting tennis all weekend. He does. All right, Matt, who's your MVP? Yeah, it's the host of the 5K that I'm running tomorrow, the Katie Trail, the first ever 5K that I've ever done. I never thought I would ever do one. I kind of heard about it a month ago. I've been running a little bit, so it'll be a good test of what it is, but hosting a really big event tomorrow, a lot of food trucks, beer, all that stuff after – the race so uh my goal is under 30 minutes we'll see wish me luck but uh hopefully uh it'll be a good first 5k i'm wearing the shirt i'm sponsoring should be a really good time looking forward to the first one ever good luck man the over under at 28 minutes and 15 seconds (laughs) i think the energy is going to be rolling and he's going to do well Mm -hmm. and we already know he's broken 28 and a half in training. So <laughs> we just need a little bit more yeah. energy throughout. And I think a little bit more juice. Sure. Yeah, 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 be just a little tomorrow. bit more juice. It, it will. So Once you he's going to, he's going to hit a sprinted, sprinted out. Right. He's going to hit a PR tomorrow. He no will. Doubt. I, he will. I hope so. Mark I Ryan, so. are you guys going to go out there with signs and support him? No, I'm going to be watching the football game. That makes sense. <laughs> it's Respectful not Matt's fault. Very, I'm very bad timing, <laughs> but sure. it's yeah. just bad timing. Bad but yeah. Matt, Matt's welcome to come back after all of the food trucks to where I'm watching the game. Yep. I'll be there all sweaty. All sweaty. All right, Ryan. I hope so. Who you got? Yeah. Yeah. So um, my voice is not usually this low. Um, I am pretty stuffed up sinus wise today. Really? So my MVP. We weren't going to talk about it. My it's it relates to my MVP mark and people got to get to the end mark. of the. <laughs> mark, it relates to my MVP mark. Shut up, like Ernie from <laughs> Sesame Street. Um, so my MVP is uh allergy medicine because this stuff has saved my life today. So I just need to give a shout out to how people how people survived without allergy medicine back in the day. Not sure. Don't want to be those people. So no brands though, because they don't pay us. That's right. Hey, hey, no brand. You always go generic. Always. Generic always. You save Absolutely. money. Absolutely. 
Mark, do what, the same thing. Mark, what you got? I got the NFL, man. We are back in that league too. I am so excited to watch my Falcons lose a lot of games, but hopefully look pretty good doing it. All of a sudden, all these weekends without football, it, they're gone. We we have it back. It's back all weekend, and it's going to be that way for damn near four or five months. I am just really happy about it. I am. This is what we're waiting for. You know, yeah. you wait all year to get to this stretch. And now we're here. We get the Sooners. We get the NFL. This is life. This we is what it. we live for. This is the life. Yeah. yeah, we made it. We did it. My MVP. NFL, my MVP. Nice. My MVP of the week is going to be Minnesota weather. I leave for Minnesota for work on Friday. Looked at the looked at the forecast for where I'm supposed to stay in Minnesota. High of 75 the entire week. I'm there. Oh. Nice. Overnight, we're looking at lows in the mid 40s. If if you know anything about me, that's like prime weather for Mason right there. I'm a big fall guy, big fall guy. So we're we're right in the sweet spot. And Minnesota is going to be a great time. Going to be going to be nice and chilly. Get a little sweater action on. Yeah, it's cool. sick. Can't I'm can't jealous. freaking wait. Please uh, send us pics of you in the sweater. I will. I will. Uh, or without will. the sweater. I will send picks. Yes, I will uh, do do whatever I got to do for the program. <laughs> Penn State, Oklahoma, six o'clock on Saturday. ESPN Plus, if six? you got it, six o'clock. Six, yeah, six o'clock. Six o'clock. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird. It's like not a seven thirty or like a yeah, seven or an eight. Seven twenty. Yeah. Uh, it's always like seven twenty. Yeah, six. Kind of, kind of weird, but uh, let us know your predictions. For the game, down below in the comments section, be sure to like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. We're trying to get to 1,000 subs by the end of the year. Follow us on Twitter, Program Guys with a Z. Instagram, Program Guys with a Z. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, however you get your podcast. That's you can find us. Our Facebook page as well, Program Guys Podcast. You can find us there. Appreciate you guys listening as well. Have a great, great weekend. We'll see you on Sunday. Breaking down the OU and Kent State game. Pat, take us out. Keep pushing it, baby.